This is The Jerry Callahan Show. We will start with some good news. We do have some good news. This uh, obviously, there's some grim news uh, out of Vivaldi and out of you know, Chicago and out of the White House. We have some disturbing uh, updates for you, but I do think there's some good. I like to you know look at the bright side, look at the good news out there, and let's see. Um, the guy who told the Vivaldi police to stand down, the police chief Pete. Pedro Pete Arredondo will not be sworn in to the city council. He's a, he was elected to the city council. He's a big, big Democrat. He's a Beto guy. Uh, he's the big bald fat guy. He's not getting sworn in. It's delayed. They're going to delay it. You know why they're delaying it? The, the official reason they got to go to funerals. They got 21 funerals. They have like uh, five scheduled in the next couple of days. So the delaying the city council, we'll get to that. Gabe Kapler changed his mind and decided to stand for the anthem. And he's such a thoughtful guy. I mean, it means a lot to me. It means a lot to everybody that Gabe Kapler, this pompous ass manager, baseball manager out there in his baseball uniform said, he's not happy with the country. I feel like I feel like, Craig, we've all let him down and we have to do better because we've let Craig, uh, Gabe Kapler down. And he said he won't stand for the anthem until the country goes in a better direction. And But he did decide to stand on Memorial Day, show his face on Memorial Day. And I'm going to get into that because he, he thinks he's so smart. He's one of those people. He thinks he's so open minded that his, that his brains fall out and he's just an idiot. And he's a self-centered idiot. And I do want to say... Thank God that uh, that uh, Nancy Pelosi's husband's okay. He he crashed his Porsche at ten thirty the other night. Crashed into a got crashed into a Jeep. Some poor guy driving a Jeep. Sober guy, eighty two year old drunk driver in a Porsche at ten thirty p.m. Uh, we can get to more details on that because I find it amazing. I was talking to some people about this over the weekend. I don't, and I'm sure there's many, many cases I could look them up, but off the top of my head, I don't remember a lot of 82 year old drunk Porsche drivers. And and as I've said, as many people have said, you cut him some slack because he's been with Nancy Pelosi since 1963. Uh, they've been married for whatever that is, almost 60. Is that right? Yeah. Almost 60 years. Yeah. And I understand you're trying to numb the pain. You're married to that witch. <laughs> But uh, no excuse, no excuse. The guy's worth $150 million, and he's driving drunk uh, um, on a Saturday night in Napa in his Porsche. And I feel like a cover-up is coming, if it hasn't already come, because uh, they didn't apparently, they pulled him over and didn't actually uh, charge him for like an hour and a half. They're not saying if anyone else was in the car. I'm not going to blame them if they find out some young hotties in the car with them, because again, she's, she, they're not really together. She's on the East coast. He's on the West coast. She was at, I think Brown university giving a commencement speech while our, while her drunko husband was ramming into uh, Jeeps and hitting, he had a fence too. There's a scene, there's pictures of the scene of the crime and there's a crashed in like wooden fence. Why, why is an 82 year old <laughs> driving drunk guy work with a, you, he hadn't, hadn't heard of Uber. I mean, he's in San Francisco. He hasn't heard of Uber. He doesn't have a driver. He should be charged with felony stupidity. He should pay a heavy price. There's no, 
it sounds sounds like such a cliche, but there's just no excuse. The guy is loaded in more ways than one. I would think <laughs> he'd be more careful, but we can give you some details on uh, Mr. Nancy Pelosi driving drunk. Uh, but we do have to start with with guns. I hate I hate gun control talk. I've done it for years and years and years, and I'm not a big gun guy. Unlike you, Ironhead, I'm not a big gun guy. But I think there's something uh, should be it should be required in every debate, every political debate, any discussion of uh, current events. Shouldn't you at least know the basic facts? I mean, I'm not going to sit here and and be one of these gun, you know, gun nut, gun absolutists, and uh, just say, you know, we should all we should all be armed. You know, the government's coming to get us and all that. I don't have an AR-15. I, I don't want one. I'm, a, I'm, I'm secure in my manhood. I don't need one to prove my manhood. I don't have a pit bull. I don't have a tattoo. I don't have a monster truck. I don't have an AR-15. But and, and I don't think this is a matter of legislation, but there is something perverse about the allure to AR-15s. I've said it many times. My solution, and I've never bounced this one off you, but I've been saying it for years, my solution, and I think it would solve the problem immediately, Make all AR-15s pink and make them and fragrant. Make them smell like petunias. Put little flowers on them. None of these macho meatheads who have many AR-15s. Like I said, I know a guy, a friend of mine, he has nine. He wouldn't have nine AR-15s if they were pink. Well, uh, I think Ramos, if it, if it came in pink, he, judging by the pictures I've seen, he probably would have taken it. <laughs> That that is a good, a rare good point by you, Ironhead. He might <laughs> he might have liked it, but here's here's why it's you know distasteful, if not inappropriate, is many of the solutions that the you know the gun grabbers, the gun control advocates, uh, in fact, most of them wouldn't have mattered. You know, I think we have to deal with the negligence of the of the Uvalde Police Department of Pedro Pete Arredondo. Because what if he couldn't get an AR-15? Do we really think this maggot wouldn't have used whatever, another hunting rifle, a pistol, a shotgun? I mean, you give him 77 minutes alone with the kids? Hell, he could have used a, you know, a, a fork and killed all those kids, all those little children and those teachers in 77 minutes. So what does it matter? I like if you want to discuss things that would have actually prevented this prevented you know the latest mass shooting that's one thing and you know they they talk about uh, red flag laws and i've been reading about them and there's there has to be some way whether it's some whether it's the social media companies looking at posts that say you know i want to i want to shoot people i want to kill you know kill kids uh, I, I i this is a serious question i don't know the answer if if Ramos had put up a social media post and, and, you know, I, as you point out, I don't expect, I wouldn't have expected this from him, but if he said Leah Thomas is a man or Rachel Levine's a man or Kyle Rittenhouse is innocent, would his, would his, would his posts have been flagged? Because we know there are people we know we've talked about the Babylon Bee, but they're not the only ones. Lots of people, hell Tucker Carlson, you know, my, my bud, we got banned for saying, uh, basically echoing what Charlie Kirk and the Babylon Bee did, calling Rachel Levine and Leah Thomas men. I mean, they are men, but 
So they get flagged for that. Ramos is, is, is literally posting. Well, at the end he posted, I'm going to shoot my grandmother. And then he posts, I did shoot my grandmother. Isn't there a way these social media companies, which, which are so repressive for, you know, political reasons, they can't, they can't flag that. They can't uh, ban him. And I don't know if a family member, hell, the grandmother, grandfather had said he's dangerous. He's threatening. He's got guns. His grandfather said he didn't know he had the guns. He didn't know he bought the two AR-15s. So I'm not sure if you had red flag laws in place to stop him if they could have or would have because he apparently bought these guns uh, uh, quietly, secretly, and his, his own family didn't know. But I was at... I found this kind of striking. I was at an event on Saturday night and, you know, even though you probably, uh, you know, were busy, you know, walking your pit bull and watching wrestling, you know, people <laughs> were talking about this all weekend, right? It is very <clears throat> impactful. I hate that word. It is, it is just uh, affected people. It's really affected people. So I'm at this event and I'm in this little group talking to people and everyone said uh, they should ban AR-15s. And, and a guy says, I can't believe, I don't know how an 18 year old got a hand, got a hold of a machine gun and I'm sitting there. I don't want to be the gun guy saying, you know, uh, I love my guns, but I said, well, he didn't. He said, what do you mean? It's an AR 15. I go, it's not a machine gun. Oh, it's a, it's a assault weapon. I go, well, what's that? You know I mean? It's a semi-automatic. Now the, the problem with it is people love it. You know, they want it. They want to play with it like you. They want to rub themselves on it and they, <laughs> and they get really attached to the AR 15s. And they are, as you know, they are powerful and they are deadly and they're easy to use. But when you say it's a machine gun, you shouldn't have one. So, okay, I, I, here's where I'm, here's the point I'm at. And we're going to get into the, the latest from Evaldi because it is, it is beyond disturbing. But here's the point I'm at. I feel like saying, how about we do another assault weapons ban? Just do it for a year. Just do it for whatever, two years. Because, you know, again, it doesn't affect me. So um, don't don't sell any more AR-15s. Big win for the, you know, the Brady Center. Big win for the Democrats. Ban them. What do you think changes? What changes? I mean, do you think, do you think uh, Ramos, again, starts, you know, goes, uh, joins the, the, the theater club at school, joins the band, plays the clarinet? He just gets a different gun. Do you want to ban all guns that like, like Canada is trying to do? That's unrealistic. So I think if he had a whatever rifle, a 22, a pistol, a revolver for Cranel, a shotgun, he does similar damage in this situation. It is not a good example for people who want to uh, single out the AR-15 and say, if we only we could get rid of those weapons of war. Okay, let's do it. Let's get rid of them all. What do you think Ramos does? He does the same thing. He kills a bunch of kids with a shotgun. This does, this is just not a good example. And I find it amazing how little people know I'm willing to debate it. And again, I'm not, you know, just completely uh, uh, in, in on the gun, you know, gun rights, people saying, you know, we should all have guns. We should have guns when we're children. I'm not, I don't pose. I don't post pictures of me holding guns. Like a lot of people do down South. Uh, but <laughs> These people, like I said, the guy was a doctor saying he shouldn't have a machine gun. I go, why are we having this conversation if you won't do a symbol? Just read up, just read up, just understand the issue. Is that asking too much? 
And you know what the answer is? Yes, it is. Because we have an idiot in the White House who is going to be advocating, you know, gun control. I mean, uh, he already is talking about the weapons of war and all of this. And he, he knows less than, I mean, he knows less than you know, the average, you know, whatever, the guy picking up my garbage this morning. That guy knows much more about the issue than the president, the guy who's been in Washington for 50 years, the guy who was in the Senate for 36 years, the guy who was vice president. Um, I, I think we have this sound, and it's not typical just laugh out loud, funny, stupid from Biden. It's just stupid. I mean, this, uh, am, I, am I wrong? You're, you're the gun guy here, Ironhead. Mm-hmm. Is it amazing? It is, does it amaze you how little people know or understand and I, and there's a big divide in somewhere around the Mason Dixon line. And I know New Hampshire, you know, and parts of, of Maine would consider themselves, you know, below they'd be down there with the red States down South, but For sure. up here, people don't know. They don't understand. And they say stupid things like this. This is the president. Again, we know he's got dementia. We know he wasn't very bright to begin with, but you're about to, um, d- immerse yourself in this national debate on guns. And he goes from the AR-15 to the nine millimeter pistol. Now, did you have one of those when you had your boating accident? Did you have a nine millimeter? I sure did. I, w- I okay. miss it. <laughs> Good. So you had one, you used it at a target, target, right? You yeah. shot it? Yeah. Okay. So you understand more than I do. I, I know I'm putting the pressure on you. I know you're, you, you were just hoping to kick back and, you know, let me do all the talking here, but you have to help me out here. Quick question. Mm-hmm. I don't know the answer. You do. Mm-hmm. When you shoot someone, I know, I don't think you've done this before, but you know how this gun works. When you shoot someone with a nine millimeter, does it knock his lungs out of his body? It sure does not. I mean, I guess a shotgun maybe would do that, but I don't, maybe, maybe the Harry Callahan, Dirty Harry's 357 Magnum does that, but a nine millimeter is very popular handgun, correct? Yeah. I mean, it, it'll mess you up, especially if it's hollow points, but it's not, you know. Well, well, you know what? That's a good point. Like hollow, I'm all for that too. I think you, you, there is a reason to ban extra capacity magazines. I wouldn't want Salvatore Ramos to have a hundred rounds. I, if he has 10 rounds, again, if he has 10 rounds, he could do, he, he shot a hundred times in the school, about a hundred times. If he has a 10 round magazine and you don't, and you don't break in there and stop him, he can keep re- reloading. So again, Ramos could do the same thing if you had all these laws. Hell, background checks. There was nothing in his background check that would have stopped him from getting the gun. You want to raise the age to buy an AR-15? How does that work, by the way? You you raise the age to buy one gun by one manufacturer? The rest are okay. So he goes and gets a different. He gets a, a Sig Sauer, you know? He gets a 9 millimeter. He gets a shotgun. He gets a couple of rifles. He does the same thing. Anyway, let's get to this latest idiocy. And even by Biden's standards, I found this amazing that this is what the president thinks. Would you agree that this is really, really dumb, even by Joe Biden's standards? You think the guy in charge of, you know, helping facilitate and approve of laws would know more on, on them? But yeah. But go ahead, play it. And they showed me a, 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 a x-ray. 
He said a 22 caliber bullet will lodge in a lung, and we can probably get it out. We may be able to get it and save the life. A 9 millimeter bullet blows the lung out of the body. So the idea of these high caliber weapons is that there is simply no rational basis for it in terms of about self-protection, hunting. I mean, I just I remember the Constitution, the Second Amendment, was never absolute. Right. See the guy, we're watching the video, if you're with us on Locals, see the guy, oh no, that's a reporter, but if you had a wide shot, see the guy in the background next to the helicopter, next to Marine One? Yeah. What do you think he has on? A, a 22? Do you think he's packing a 22 or do you think he's packing a 9 millimeter? Or do you think he's got something even more powerful? It's either a 9 or a 45. So you tell me that a guy like this and all of them, you know, Nancy Pelosi and Elizabeth Warren, they are protected with, oh, assault weapons and weapons of war and nine millimeters. And they say to that, whatever, single mother in rural Texas or rural Wyoming, you can't have those because they do too much damage. They're, they're too powerful. So you get yourself a, you know, pellet gun to protect you and your family. And, and, Every time he mentions hunting, it's it's maddening because again, I don't have, I don't care that much about this debate. It's it's not something you know I want to spend my life. I don't want to. I'm not in the NRA, but the Second Amendment never was about hunting. Everyone knows that, except this dimwit in the White House. It's not about hunting, but so the guy, the guy in the White House, the guy who got 81 million votes, thinks a nine millimeter pistol. Blows your lung out of your body. What would that even look like? Blowing your lung out of your body. Imagine just being on a sidewalk. But he's in for a rude awakening <laughs> if he's going to allow twenty twos because most AR fifteens shoot two two three, which is a twenty two caliber bullet. Oh, <laughs> so those scary bullets in the AR fifteen are the ones that stay in your lung. Yeah. The doctor, the yeah. doctor just takes you know some tweezers <laughs> yeah. and plucks it out, and I you mean, go on your way. They're moving significically faster that, than okay, typical. That's the, that is the problem. Yeah. That is what we're dealing with. We're, it's just the dumbest debate. It's just the dumb. I mean, it's a machine gun and a weapon of war, and no one should have one. And again, they have other guns just because it's very popular and easy to use. Unfortunately, uh, a, a a macho accessory for some people. They focus on the gun. I mean, I would focus on the gun man, the gun, the 18 year old psycho who who, who did this and, and wonder what happened to him. I think a bigger factor than the gun is lots of things that we've talked about the lockdowns. These guys are all just left in front of their computers. Same with the Buffalo guy, Gendron, Gendron, you know, left in front of their computers, uh, watching whatever, playing Call of Duty, watching John Wick. 10 hours a day, no friends, no life, no girlfriends, and and just stewing, just marinating in this this pretend madness. And they're unhinged to begin with, and they and they feel hopeless and nihilistic. And the next step is I'm gonna go out in a blaze of glory. And you look at, you know, who knew? Was there a way to stand? Was there a way to know to see this coming? That would be my point. Uh, and we know the president. Went to Avaldi, the vice, uh, the, the first lady got booed in Avaldi. Uh, but just check, just tell me if you've seen this or heard this yet today. Oh, this is oh, the good good point. We got the the photos. There's video of uh, Ramos with a bag 
in the bag, it's clear plastic bag, are two dead cats we think he killed. He's waving them around. You want, you want to talk about a, 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 a red flag? I'd say, yeah. Wouldn't that be the ultimate red flag that this psycho was waving around dead cats? Uh, and I, I guess people, you know, lots of people just want to mind their own business. They see this on Facebook and they say, yeah, it's just a crazy kid. But how do they feel now? Here's the other thing. And you knew this was coming. I just looked it up. It was a Memorial Day weekend, long weekend. It's getting hot in some places. It's, you know, people are outside and the violence is spiking the way it often does. It's going to be a long summer. Do you know how many people got shot in Chicago this weekend? And this is probably still not an official tally, but at least 52. Oh, Jesus. I was going to guess way less. 52, 10 dead, 52 in one American city and all over the country, there's hundreds of shot. And most of them were not shot by AR-15s. They were shot by handguns. Maybe their lungs were blown out by nine millimeters. But when you have a school shooting or a grocery store shooting like in Buffalo, it's understandably a huge, huge story. And if it's not a white guy shooting black people, then the focus is on the guns. If it's a white guy shooting on black people, then it's white supremacy. But if it's a Hispanic guy shooting mostly Hispanic kids, then it's all about the gun. The, the gun, AR-15, is, is popular in these mass shootings. But what would you call 52 shootings in one weekend in one city? And not only does the president not go there, and the vice, the vice president not go there, not only does Barack Obama not even say a word about his hometown, it's just a footnote. I've been watching the news this morning for you know, a couple hours and there's no video. There's no live report. It's just 52 shot in Chicago. I believe there were eight shot dead in Baltimore, 10 in Philadelphia, all over these big cities. They're sh- and, and they don't focus on the, the, the gun man because he's black and his victims are probably black. Most of the victims, there were 800 homicides in Chicago last year. Most of them young black men or boys so you don't, they don't care. They don't care. They can't use it to, to along the, and, and make it about race and they can't make it about the gun because the guns are all illegal. You know, they didn't go into gun stores and buy the guns. They bought them illegally. But wouldn't you say that that's a bigger problem in the big picture than the crazed lone gunman? Uh, I mean, I, I feel awful and it could have been prevented by the Uvalde police department. But there, you know, there, there probably won't be a, a mass shooting next weekend, but there will be many, many young black guys shot dead in Chicago. There's a preacher uh, in um, Chicago who has, he tries to raise money by sitting on the roof or something, getting donations, living on the roof of his building. And he said he's begged Black Lives Matter for help for donations, you know, with their 90 million. And they said, sorry, bub, we're looking at property in the Bahamas. Can't help you. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's one thing that none of the politicians, none of the gun control advocates give a damn about what happens in the inner city. And they, sh- and black lives matter sure doesn't care. They're busy buying mansions in Los Angeles, but wouldn't that be worth a discussion? How do we stop the shootings in the inner city? Uh, and not just focus on one, you know, these crazed mass. I mean, every, every one of them is like a loner and a loser. They're all guys, you know, they're all loners. They're all losers. They're all, uh, you know, call of duty guys. And they're all, they're all scary, but 
the, 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 the violence in the city is just mind boggling and it just gets ignored because they can't use it politically. That's how it works. All right, let's get to this. Uh, the latest on Navaldi. I mentioned this Pete, Pedro Pete Arredondo. I, I don't know if I could say definitively it's his fault, but I believe he ordered the stand down. I believe it was his call. We have the timeline. We have some sound. We talked about this last Thursday, Friday on our show. It, it is beyond infuriating, beyond enraging. I can't get past it. I can't stop thinking about that girl who called 9-11-911, I believe at least four times, at least four times begging. That, that literally says in the transcript, if you look at it, pleading, begging for help, she says, I can hear the police outside the door. She's in the room with the killer. And one of these calls, I'm not sure if it was the teacher or the, I believe it was the girl, at 1216, says there are eight or nine kids still alive. 1216. Do you know what time they open the door with the key? 1250. That's 34 minutes from the time she said, we have eight or nine kids in here still alive, including her. 34, man, talk about living in hell. 34 minutes. Uh, the whole thing goes 78 minutes from the time he pull, uh, crashes the truck, the F-150, outside the school and starts shooting randomly. He shoots at a funeral home. He shoots at the school, the outside of the school. The first 911 call is at 1130. They shoot him dead at 1250. <laughs> That time, and that, you think that time went by pretty quick? You know, <laughs> it's, it's just mind-boggling. 11.32, I got the whole timeline. He shoots at the school. 11.33, he enters the school through a door that was propped open by a teacher. Ugh. We don't know why. Uh, the theory is someone went out for smoke, uh, maybe went out to get some air. Um, propped the door open. The door is propped open and still open after the shots are fired outside. That is just, I mean, if you're the teacher, don't you say, well, I should probably lock the, isn't that the first thought? Lock the friggin' doors? Hell, the killer, Ramos, thought enough to lock the doors. He enters the school at 11.33. Two minutes later, the first cops enter the school, three cops. 11.51, more cops. By 12.03, there are 19 cops in the hallway, 19 cops, one for every kid he killed. They do nothing. That's 1203. They enter the room at 1250. Again, that's 47 minutes from the time the cops are outside the room. And I keep this in mind, hearing gunshots. And you assure me that an AR-15 round is pretty freaking loud. loud. Correct? It's so loud. Unbelievably loud. So here's the most obscene, disturbing thing. You have this fool, we believe, this fool, Pete Arredondo, and he's wherever he is. He's in contact, and he says, stand down. He claims he thinks that the kids are dead, and he's holed up, barricaded. So they're treating it like a barricaded suspect. That's a lie. I mean, that's, dis that's a provable lie. Because the gunshots are still going off. This is the most mind-boggling thing. At 12, uh, 16, as I said, when the girl calls and says eight or nine students are still in there, at 12, 21, 
they have a, sh- a 911 call where you can hear three or four shots. So 1221, they know he's still killing kids. They know he's still shooting at 1221 and they are still waiting for the key. Isn't that unbelievable that cops, 19 of them, by the way, and some of them have their tactical gear, some of them are border patrol, and some of them have, you know, as, what, what are their M, uh, carbines? What's the weapon that M- you see with the... Usually like SWAT or things like that have M4s. M4s, they have battering rams, they have shields. Oh, no, 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 they don't have shields. The first press conference from the first cop, the one that really stepped in, it said they were waiting for snipers, hostage negotiators, negotiators, and shields. So these cowards wouldn't stop a school shooting, a guy uh, executing children, because they didn't have snipers and ballistic shields and negotiators. You don't need any of those things. Finally, the brave uh, Border Patrol guy, who we told you about the other day, he went in and killed Ramos at 1250. By the way, the last girl, the last call, Yes, this is the one where the, she says, please help us. 1247. They enter at 1250. The, the timeline, if you want to review it, is the most infuriating thing you will ever read, ever in your freaking life. I just can't imagine how this, you know, 37, 38 minutes went by for these children, whether they lived or died. You know, the one girl that lived smeared herself in her friend's blood and played dead. She's alive and she's talking. I mean, I think she's not going on camera, but she's she's been talking to, I think, the local Avaldi uh, newspaper. And she told her story. You know, she smeared blood on her and waited and prayed and begged. And finally, they open, they wait for the key, wait for the janitor to get the key. You know, it's like, remember gym class when they decide you were going to play uh, kickball and you needed the kickballs? And the gym teacher had to wait for the janitor to open the closet to get the kickballs. Similar, similar thing. Yeah. yeah. We need a key to go in and kill a mass shooter. I can't even read the timeline, to be honest with you, without losing my mind. I think of that girl that think of her saying eight or nine kids are still alive. There are eight or nine families whose kids were still alive when the cops, 19 cowards were in the hallway. And it's going to get worse. You know why? Because they're going to get off easy. I mean, yeah. they might fire some of them. And hopefully this clown, again, if you if you missed what I said at the beginning, Arredondo was set to be sworn in as a city councilor today. <laughs> the guy who said, eh, we're going to wait for uh, hostage negotiators. That guy was going to be elevated to the city council, the police chief. They're putting that on hold because there are just so many funerals. By the way, nice, I don't know if it's a nice note. One guy, one anonymous donor is paying for all the funerals, $175,000 to bury the 21 victims. And one guy, one rich Texan is paying all that and not even putting his name on it. So uh, good for him, but there will be, well, there has to be firings, doesn't there? Doesn't there have to be? I mean, I, I tweeted that out, fire them all. And most of the responses is that's not enough. I mean, they have to be arrested. You know, they have to be charged. They have to be run out of a Valdi at least. No one's been, it's been a week, a week since these guys let children die. How has it not been a firing? How has it not been a, a public excoriation of, uh, of, of, of at least Arredondo? I mean, why isn't one of these cops in the hallway say, 
you know, we wanted to go in, but Arredondo told us not to. We need that. You you can't just let the, you can't just move on and say, you know, they were confused. It was a fog of war, and you know, they thought he was. They thought the kids were all dead. I don't care. Even if you thought the kids were all dead, you got to go in there and kill them. I mean, you got to go in there and kill them. You don't sit there and just let him hang out, wait for his demands. Just absurd. I mean, they said. And this is a lie. They said two or three cops got grazed. We know one guy did, but you really think two or three, do you think more than one guy got grazed by a bullet? These guys were cowering in the corner, crying and begging for, uh, for it to end. Instead, uh, they let this guy just go nuts for 78 minutes, 78 minutes. I got a book behind me about uh, 9-11. It's the time that the first call went in uh, the time that the first tower fell to the second tower, 102 minutes. And it's about all the horror and the, you know, the death and people jumping out the windows. It's 102 minutes that felt like 102 years. This in a way is worse. This is a hundred and hundred and 78 minutes where you're thinking that guy on the other side of the door, you know, with the, with the M one or M what'd you call it? M four. Mm-hmm. M4, that guy, you know, with the battering ram, that guy with the full technical gear, he's coming in any minute now, and he waits 78 minutes. It's just obscene. I can't, and I'm not going to be able, I'm telling you right now, if they say, we're moving on, you know, we, these guys know they screwed up, but uh, they got work to do. You know, there's uh, this, this, whatever, cows crossing the road down Main Street. Uh, th- that can't happen. They must all be fired. They must all be, and some must be arrested they let kids die. They let kids die. You want to sit and talk about the gun? Fine. Talk about the gun all you want. I want to talk about the, 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 the cops. And I'm always one to defend cops. I'm always one to take their side to defend, defund the police movement was obscene. Keep that in mind. Don't forget Liz Warren, Chris Murphy, Ayanna Presley, uh, Elon Omar sponsored a bill to defund police in schools to remove armed police from schools. That's how much they care about kids and stopping school shootings. Liz Warren, Ayanna Presley said, Chris Murphy, the one begging his colleagues to ban guns, voted and uh, initiated a bill to remove police from schools. So those guys don't give a damn about children in schools. Don't care at all. They were pandering to the defund the police nut jobs, but all right, we'll keep an eye on that. If there is some uh, action taken other than just telling telling uh, Arredondo, I have to wait a couple of days to join the city council. Sorry, there, chief. If that's it, uh, it's going to be infuriating, and I'm pretty sure the country will, the, will not stand for that. They have to. This bum has to be fired and charged. But uh, uh, we got a lot more to get to. I got to get to Gabe Kapler, who just, we, oh, we got to Biden, that dumb Biden cut. Uh, but I want to get to Gabe Kapler and I want to get to Nancy Pelosi's husband who uh, is in my mind, the oldest drunk Porsche driver that I've ever encountered, but maybe there's others and uh, Celtics warriors Celtics, big winning game seven on the road. How's the finals going to go? I'm looking forward to it. If you look, if you love, you know, three point shots, you're going to see a million of them. 
Uh, I will be rooting for the Celtics. Not that I generally, I don't care that much, but I hate Steve Kerr. So I want him to lose. All right. Is that reason? Is that a good reason to root for the Celtics? It's a good reason to add on to. Uh, I, I hate Steve Kerr. I think I hate Steve Kerr even more than I hate Gabe Kaplan, but we'll tell you what Gaby did that thoughtful, thoughtful Gabe. He's just so thoughtful. And then, and, and I, I love the media when he, you know, said what he was going to do, you know, including your, your boy, blind Mike was saying, Oh, it's not nice. He's, he's going to sit out the anthem. He really cares. Well, he didn't stay. He last, that lasted two days. That lasted two days. We'll give you some details on that. But first, God, I'm so excited to introduce our newest sponsor, Bastion Bolt Action Pens. If you're the type of person who prefers good old-fashioned pen and paper, like me, to digital note-taking, you want a pen that performs. That's why I'm thrilled to have Bastion Pens as our sponsor, because these are designed in the USA to last a lifetime. The Bastion Executive Bolt Action Pen combines the highest quality materials and modern design with fine-tuned craftsmanship as luxurious as it is practical. They have several material options to choose from, including carbon fiber, stainless steel, aluminum, and titanium. No matter which material you go with, the pens are strong enough to break through glass or be used for a weapon of self-defense in case of emergency. That's important. By being the perfect fusion of tactical and luxury, Bastion pens are more than just a writing tool. The bolt action mechanism is extremely satisfying and fun to fidget with. It is. I got my bolt action pen right here, and this thing is solid. I could take out an eye if I'm not careful. To help you write your legacy, Bastion Pens has a special offer for listeners of the Jerry Callahan Show. Use promo code Jerry, that's G-E-R-R-Y, check out and get 20% off your entire order. That's promo code Jerry for 20% off. Just go to bastionboltactionpen.com or click the link in our social media bio. Father's Day is coming up and there's no better way to celebrate than by giving the gift of patriotism in a cup of Callahan coffee to your dad. Callahan coffee is a premium dark roast, roasted fresh to order in Waltham, Mass, and guaranteed to be the best cup of coffee dad's ever drank or drunk or drank. To celebrate the big day, we're offering 15% off Callahan coffee by using the code word eat the chips. If you've followed me over the years, you know what that means. Eat the chips. You can also get 15% off a Bug the Chug mug by using the same code. Thanks to all of you who've tried and enjoyed Callahan Coffee already. And if you haven't tried it yet, this is your chance. Go to CallahanCoffee.com or click the link in our social media bio. All right, if you uh, if you missed it, Gabe, you know, if you don't know Gabe Kapler is, you know, he played for the Red Sox. He played for a bunch of teams. He's... He, He's a smart guy. I don't deny that. He's a smart guy. He's a good manager. Apparently, you know, won 100 and something games last year. Off to a decent start this year at San Francisco. But these are the people, and, you know, Steve Kerr's the, the worst culprit of this. They, they use these moments, and it doesn't have to make sense. They just want you to know they're outraged. They're disappointed in America, and they, as, as Steve Kerr said, they're tired of it. Like, you know, you, you're not, they're more tired than you. You you care about school shootings and murder, but they care more. And Gabe Kapler cares more. Gabe, he has a blog. He's so thoughtful. He can't put all his thoughts into a press conference before a game. He has to blog about him because he's just so thoughtful. And, and the media, when he, when there's tweets, they put little arrows, say this, this, more this, with the little fingers pointing down because he's just, he just speaks for all of us. I find this to be so stupid that I, I, I don't, I don't think he's that smart. I don't think he's that smart. You want to talk about it. You want to talk about the issues. So we have to 
do something about this country's whatever love for guns, mental illness, fatherless homes. You want to talk about the number one reason for this, the number one indicator, fatherless homes, loneliness, despair, lockdowns, video games. So a lot of things to discuss, but, 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 uh, mindless self-absorbed pompous asses like Gabe Kapler, just focus on the guns again. Is Gabe Kepler going to sit out the anthem because 52 people were shot in Chicago this weekend? You think? You think he'll do that? I don't think he'll even mention it. I don't think he'll even know, you know, how many died or you know how old they were. He won't give a damn. He cares about this because this plays to his crowd. And uh, Gabe says he's going to not come out for the anthem because he doesn't like the direction of the country. And then... Two days later, he comes out for the anthem out of respect for uh, people who lost their lives in the service. But, but just, you know, you know, service members, as we all recognize on Memorial Day. So he comes out out of respect for them. My question to Gabe would be, why is that different every other day? That's who you show respect toward. Maybe not all dead soldiers, maybe some of them alive, but you pay respect for the people who fight for your freedom. They don't like when people take a knee for the anthem. I know I've had this debate and I don't want to get into Kaepernick, but do you really think that most veterans who are still alive or family members, you know, gold star mothers or gold star wives, do you think they, they, they like anthem protests, people kneeling, people staying in their office during the anthem. They don't like that. So the same reason you stood yesterday is the reason you're supposed to stand every day, you idiot. And and the, the, the reaction to a school shooting is, I'm going to disrespect the national anthem. How does that change anything? How does that affect any change in, in any? How does that improve things? I mean, all it does is draw attention to you Gabe Kaplan, which is what you like, which is why you do it. But we have, uh, do we have Gabe talking about this? Sure do. Right, let's uh, let's listen to Gabe before Memorial Day. Keep in mind that this protest had lasted two days, and he stood because he realized that uh, what a what a clown he looks like. So he came out and stood yesterday. Yeah, I, I just don't I don't plan on coming out for for the anthem going forward until I feel like. Um, there's, I, I feel better about the direction of our country. So that, that'll be the step. I don't, I don't expect it to, to move the needle necessarily. It's just something that um, I feel strongly enough about to, to take that step. I think I, the rest of what I wrote, I think explains the rest of that, yeah. I was having a hard time um, articulating my thoughts the day of the shooting and um, the day we went out there on the line. And sometimes for me, it, it takes me a couple of days to put everything together. I knew I was, I knew that I was um, not in my best space mentally. And I knew that it was in connection um, with some of the hypocrisy of standing for the national anthem and, and how it coincided with the moment of silence and how those two things didn't sync up well for me. But I wasn't quite sure I, I couldn't make sense of it in real time. And it took me a couple of days to pull all my thoughts together and, and to be able to articulate them clearly. Sometimes that happens for me. That's why I don't necessarily always talk on the spot. I want some time to think it through. All right. 
does, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he says he talks so much and says so little. What, why is he? Why is he sitting out the anthem? Why? Because of the direction of the country. You yeah. know what I think it is. I think it's uh, the open border. I think it's the fentanyl problem. I think it's inflation. I think it's the forty billion we just sent to Ukraine. Uh, I think it's no armed guards in schools. I think it's uh, Nancy Pelosi's husband driving drunk. I, I don't know what they, they didn't even <laughs> get into any specifics. Just tell us, are you, you know, you're going to sit out the anthem until we ban a scary assault weapons. Is that the po- the point? He's just such a, a pompous self-centered guy that he wants the attention on him. It's all about him, me, my thoughts. And he wants to show you just how thoughtful I, I need time to think it through. Okay. Wh- why are you sending out the anthem? You just did it to draw attention to yourself, to, to lodge some kind of protest. And you're not going to tell us the direction of the country. That's a little ambiguous. Wouldn't you say, <laughs> I don't like the direction of the country. I don't either. Uh, have you seen, you know, the, the, whatever the stock market inflation, the border, have you seen the buffoon we have in the white house? You know what? Ironhead, I think I'm going to set out the anthem too. I don't like the direction of the country. I'm, what if he said, what if another manager said, you know, the, the 52 shots shootings in Chicago this weekend, I'm not going to come out for the anthem. The media would be so confused on that one because they don't care about that. They care about the school shooting or the grocery store shooting, and they love thoughtful Gaby. But, and Steve Kerr supports him. By the way, Steve Kerr's quote was, I support all peaceful protests. Okay, Steve, how about the people who peacefully marched through the Capitol on January 6th? Didn't break anything, didn't hit anyone, just went through with their Trump flags in and out. You support them because a lot of them are still in jail. <laughs> you support them, Steve? Look at this clown with the mask. Look at Kerr with the mask, always with the mask. Look at me. I care so much about you. I'm going to continue to wear a mask, even though we've it's been proven over and over again that they do nothing. He still wears his mask. Uh, but I'm just going to guess he doesn't uh, support all people. Do you support those peaceful protesters outside abortion clinics saying, choose life. Do you support them, Steve? Uh, and uh, Tony Arusa, who let me down last week when he uh, called Josh Donaldson a racist, when Josh Donaldson did nothing racist, just threw Josh, just completely branded uh, Donaldson with the big R on his forehead. That was disgusting. Larusa ripped Gabe Kapler, which was nice. More people have to do that. They even always, even always really thoughtful. I think Gabe Kapler deserves to be blasted for this. Do we have Kurt talking about Kapler? Yeah. All right, let's listen. Does he take his mask off when he talks? He sure doesn't. <laughs> he does. Jesus. All right, let's listen to this thoughtful guy. Uh, I always support um, any form of. Uh, peaceful protest, you know, Liar. What our country is, is founded on. Um, I, I, uh, I think it's great uh, that he is making his own statement. I think um, everyone has to do it their own way. And be um, sick as this that's the way Gabe chose. And I, I applaud him for it. And um, I, I think it's important that all of us uh, take part in this this March, you know, this, you know, using that term metaphorically, but, um, but also literally there's a March, a March for our lives is, is going to do another nationwide March in a couple of weeks. I think it's important for everybody uh, to express their frustration, their disgust, their anger, whatever it is. 
in any way that they deem uh, fitting. So um, I, I, I support everybody's right to. Uh, he's so he's so thoughtful. Better. If you're just listening, he his mask slipped below his nose. There's no one in pic- in the picture. Nobody near him. He's you know fairly young, thin, healthy, is in no danger. The mask does nothing anyway, and he's shut, he's there. It's kind of like having a Ukraine flag on your lawn or on your lapel. Look at me. I care enough that I still wear the mask. He's so full of it. He doesn't support all peaceful protests. We know that. Uh, what about people? protesting for their second amendment rights peacefully. You support them, Steve, you liar. Uh, oh, but he'll be out there marching. I wish the media, maybe during the finals, there'll be more media. Maybe they'll ask him. What do you think about all those shootings in Chicago and Baltimore and Philadelphia, Steve? Those, did, are you tired of those? Did those bring tears to your eyes or is it just the, uh, the, the school shooting or the grocery store shooting? Do you care about all shootings? Do all lives matter to you, Steve? Uh, you know what? What if Gabe Kapler was managing the Toronto Blue Jays? They just banned all guns. Justin Trudeau, Justin, you know, uh, Fidel Castro's illegitimate son just said banning guns. No sale of any kind of gun anywhere. Uh, Canada in the last, you know, in the blink of an eye has turned into a tyrannical uh, dictatorship. You know, free speech has been banned. They've seized, you know, trucks, property, private property from people that, uh, protested against the administration, the the Trudeau regime. Now they're banning guns. Would that make you happy, Gaby? If oh. you manage the Blue Jays, would you stand for their anthem? What about if you play the Blue Jays? Now, I don't even know if they do, but if you play the Blue Jays, are you going to come out and stand for the Canadian National Anthem? Because they hate guns up there, Gaby. They, 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 they care, you know? What about the direction of Canada? Do you like that? I love that, the direction of the country. Could you be more vague? I don't like the direction of the country. I can't stand Gabe Kapler, but you know what? He'll get all kinds of, he'll get all kinds of accolades. Uh, the media will love that. Um, but we'll see how long, I guess it lasted two days. Today's a big day. I don't even know who the giants play, but will he come out of his office for the anthem? By the way, he stood, he kneeled, knelt, you know, when the Kaepernick craze was going on, the giants, some of the giants knelt. I think, uh, I think Pablo Sandoval was on that team. He knelt, his knees gave out. He's so fat, but <laughs> yeah. I think he knelt. Uh, he had to kneel. He was out of breath standing. But uh, uh, Kaplan knelt during that because he's so thoughtful. But you know what? He, we just have to read his blog because he can't, he can't put all his thoughts into a, one little press conference. That to be just, that's just too so superficial. He likes to go deep. He likes to do a deep dive. Okay, Gabe, let's hear it. What's your solution? Ban the AR-15? Great, let's do it. Ban it. What happens then? Ramos uses a different weapon. Then what? Smart guy. He's got no answers. He's got no deep thoughts. He's just a douche. But anyway, anyway, let's uh, let's let's do Shea, and then we'll get to the Celtics. Go Celtics. I want to beat that little mask, that little fraud cur. And uh, the latest on Nancy Pelosi. Uh, Nancy Pelosi's husband, I'm sorry. Nancy Pelosi, the reason... He has an alibi. He has an excuse. He's married to that. <laughs> he was just numbing the pain. But let's do Shea. I would have been telling you about Shea Concrete for a long, long time. Today, we're sitting with the man who makes it all work, the man in charge of the whole place, my brother-in-law, Greg. Hey, Greg, seems like business is booming at Shea Concrete. We're cranking that out, Jerry. Well, uh, I'm, I'm just wondering, what's holding you back these days? We could use some good help. You need people? 
We need people. How many people do you need? At least 20 people. 20? Well, what kind of people? We have positions driving trucks, working in the production plants, estimating engineers, all kinds. Do you need any podcasters? <laughs> and all we do have the precast podcast. Well, I, I think it seems like a great place to work, as I tell people. It's a family atmosphere. You guys are good to your people. There's a great gym here at the headquarters. Uh, what's holding you back? Why can't you find people? Besides being to work on time, you have to pass the drug test. Ooh, <laughs> you have to pass a drug test. That's all it takes. All right, if people want to uh, come see you, they want to talk, what do they have to do? Bunch of ways. They can, if they want to be a team member, they can go to shakeconcrete.com, fill out an application. They can come to our, any of our offices. We got four locations. They can call me up directly. They can email jobs at shakeconcrete.com. And you'll give them a hat? And you we'll give them a hat. Hats. Yep. All right, sounds good. Shakeconcrete.com. I saw a really cool, uh, nice cafeteria here. Can we go have lunch? Oh, absolutely. We got empanadas and chicken. <laughs> Excellent. I don't know what they are, but I'm going to go have an empanada. I, uh, as we mentioned earlier, is what the hell's his name? Paul. Paul Pelosi, right? Paul Pelosi, 82 years old, leaving a dinner party, says his lawyer, in his Porsche at 1030. Didn't get, didn't get uh, arrested for an hour and a half, something like that. I don't know what was going on. If they were, you know, trying to get rid of the passenger that was in the Porsche with him, or maybe they were letting him sober up. You know, the fix is in. Can I just predict right now? He will not get convicted. He will go to try. He'll just say it was a cough medicine, or you know, the the, the whatever the the this, they couldn't, you know, uh, the, the accident. They couldn't figure out who was at fault. There'll be a way. There'll be a way that he will walk. He will stumble free. Not that it matters. When you're 82, is it really that big a deal and you're worth $150 billion? But could there be a dumber drunk driver ever than a guy with that kind of money and that kind of power and importance who can't take an Uber, who can't take a, can't hire a limo? Uh, but I've never heard of a guy that old, that drunk at that hour. Let me just say, he's a virile little man. But I'm telling you, getting out there and, and uh, partying <laughs> that late, how many 82, 82, that's older than Biden. Biden can't stay up past, you know, wheel of fortune. <laughs> that's, that's older than Nancy. And she's obviously, you know, she appears drunk every day, but, and, and that guy's out, you know, partying, cruising on the, in the Napa highways in his Porsche. Uh, what a fool. What a fool. All right. Celts warrior starts Thursday in gold in San Francisco. Uh, I'm not sure who's going to stand for the anthem on that one. This could catch on, Ironhead. Some of those, uh, you know, Steve Kerr, some of those wokesters out in San Fran, maybe they won't even play the anthem, you know, because of the direction of the country. It'll upset but, Steve Kerr and he'll miss more games. Uh, yeah, you know what, he's, he's, he's a little snowflake, a fragile little snowflake. He gets upset easily. But I will say this, the Miami Heat are not a very good team. They are a tough team. They're a resilient team. Jimmy Butler is a star, but they didn't have a lot of answers when he needed help. He pulled up and took a three on the last shot over Al Horford. That's not his shot. I think it was a stupid decision on the part. I'm not, you know, Jimmy Buffett, Jimmy Buffett, Jimmy Butler had a great series, a great game six, spectacular off the charts game six and a really good game seven but he should have taken it to the rim. He should have driven, made his little move, crossover on, try to get Horford on his heels and try to get to the rim. Maybe get an old fashioned three point play. Maybe get the two, maybe just get to the line. But the three is not his shot. It was not particularly in rhythm. 
that was a bad move, but you know, they were not the better team. Celtics are the better team. Celtics played, played, uh, 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 they play golden state. They have to go on the road. This is a big home court. When you think about it, the Celt- the Warriors have been resting for a week. Uh, the uh, Celtics have not, they had to go seven games, seven hard games. Now they have to fly out there. So they are up against it in game one, but I, I'm going to say they're going to win the series in seven because of, it depends on two guys and how hurt they are. That'd be Robert Williams and Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart, I believe will spend much of his time covering Steph Curry. If he's banged up, that's a problem. If he's not, then that's a problem for Curry. Don't forget last time they played Smart, Rolled up on Curry's leg, hurt his knee. Curry left the game. Kerr was yapping at Smart because he thought it was a dirty play. And it wasn't. It was a Marcus Smart play. He was diving on the floor. And so we happened to roll up on Curry's leg. That's part of the game. But uh, if Smart's hurt, Celtics lose. How's that for prediction? If he's healthy, they win. Yeah, and I'm not too confident in Robert Williams. He seems to be made out of friggin' feathers. So he is tough, though. They've, 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 those are their two best defenders. Although Horford's a damn good presence on defense too. Those are the two best defenders. I think if you were going to compare superstars, Curry is much more comfortable in the situation. Jason Tatum is a great player, but he does some takes some hero shots where he tries to do too much. I mean, think of the Miami team that took them to seven games. Other than Butler, who the hell is on the team? I mean, uh, Kyle Lowry sucked. Oh, he's terrible. He's not not even in shape. And I know he's hurt. They showed him limping off the bus one day. Tyler Hero was hurt. I mean, they just had no weapons beyond Butler. And that team took them to seven games and spanked them in Boston in game six. Tatum, if Tatum tries to, like, take over games, that's a problem. That's not good. Curry knows, and and Clay Thompson is back too. So, I uh, what are the odds? You must you must be ready to put a bet down. Who's uh, the? Um, I know the Warriors are favoring Game One. They have I, to be. Uh, I, I also not, I also heard Jason Tatum's going to wear Kobe Bryant shorts in Game One. Oh Jesus! You know what? Is, what is the Kobe Bryant thing, anyways? Why isn't he paying tribute he wor- to? He worked with him for one off season. Uh, yeah, he should be paying tribute to you know Sam Jones, isn't that who they got the little patch for Sam Jones or? Yeah. Whatever, JoJo White or somebody should play. I guess, you know, they were friends, but. uh, Celtics getting three and a half. That's not a lot. That's not a lot, I would say. And what about the series? Do you have that in front of you? I do not. Okay, get that for me. I'm going to guess the Warriors just on home court, just on the curry factor. They feel that like they have um, just more experience in the situation, even though Tatum's and Brown have played a lot of playoff games. I think, uh, you know, the Warriors just, they're tasting it. They're feeling it. Um, I'll be rooting against Steve Kerr, but uh, they're going to be tough. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm just picking the Celtics at seven because I I hate Steve Kerr. Is that pretty solid reason? You think uh, that's pretty solid analysis right there? Celtics in six because I'm going to go with Golden. I'm saying that because Golden State's whole game is the, uh, you know, the three ball, obviously. And no one's better at defending it than the Celtics. So they're that's not. everybody's whole game. That's the game. And that's why Jimmy Buff Buffett, Jimmy Butler's a freak. Did you see? He's, did you see how much the he doesn't rely on threes? Everyone else just bombs away. Yeah, the Celtics like, I think they got their biggest lead in the game. Just kept going to the hole and getting fouled, and then they just went away from it on Game yeah, Seven. And you can't do that if if Robert Williams is in there and Horford's in there. It makes it difficult to you know to to make them. 
uh, cover, make him defend the lane. So, you know, that would, that'll help if Warren Williams doesn't get hurt and he goes in there and blocks shots, but the Celtics, these are the two best defensive teams, I believe the whole season, but the Celtics are much better because they had that epiphany halfway through the season and they marched through the playoffs. They're playing their asses off. Uh, their, their coach who also likes to wear a mask. He's had an unbelievable run. I know we didn't mm. get any support for coach of the year, but if you were to include the postseason, he would win it unanimously. That team plays their ass off and they are well coached and they have been clutch, but so is golden state, but it's going to be good. I just wish it weren't so late at night. Could they play a game? One game, seven o'clock, eight o'clock, one weekend game. Nope. Yeah, yeah nope. no, they start Thursday Nine o'clock. Next nine. game Sunday. Nine o'clock. And then, is it Sunday? Why yeah. can't they play Sunday earlier? What sense does Sunday nine o'clock make? Well, I don't just get do it, Saturday night. <laughs> I don't have to get up at four in the morning anymore, so I'm not going to make a big deal. I used to kind of bitch about this a lot when I had to wake up at four in the morning, and I don't get Sunday at nine. You want to do weeknights? I get it. Why can't Sunday be at seven? Who cares if it's West Coast? Who cares? There's no one. There's no. You know, traffic, no one's going to work, whatever, just whatever. I'm not going to get into that right now. It's stupid. They should play earlier, but they don't. I'm going to have to live with it. All right. Uh, we got to leave it there. I had anything else. What else am I missing here? I got all kinds of stuff on uh, Evaldi. We will be waiting for an arrest. We've been waiting for firings. We'll be waiting for action. They should literally fire the entire police force, the entire police force, and just replace them, replace them from officers from other towns, state troopers, whatever it takes, fire the entire police force. It's the only, that's the, a necessary step towards healing. Even though the, this lower level guys are going to say they were taking orders. Yeah, I'm sorry. You don't listen to orders to stand down when you are listening, when you hear eight year olds being slaughtered, you, you must defy the coward in charge. They're all they should all be fired. I mean, they don't, maybe they don't all go to jail. Like this guy should go to jail. Obviously maybe they don't all go to jail. Maybe they don't all, you know, get arrested, but they all must be fired. This is the the worst dereliction of duty I've ever seen from a police force. Um, I hate to say it. I'm with the defund the police nuts defund the Evaldi police. Okay. Okay. Oh, we, we never got to Leah Thomas. She's talking. Leah, I mean, he's talking. Leah Thomas is talking. Leah Thomas. The New York Times had a story over the weekend saying, doctors now agree Leah Thomas has a physical advantage over the girls. And I'm saying, thank God for doctors. What would we do without doctors? But Leah Thomas is now doing interviews, defending himself. We'll, maybe we'll, we'll uh, get you some of that for tomorrow. But we will leave it there for today. Thanks to everyone for watching and listening. Thanks to you, Ironhead, for producing. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is The Callahan Show, and we will do it again tomorrow. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right. Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me. Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify.